Welcome to the podcast channel of the East Bay Unity Intergroup of Overeaters Anonymous. The opinions expressed here are those of individual members and do not represent OA as a whole. For more information about our intergroup, please visit our website at eastbayoa.org. Hi, I'm Jess. I'm recovering from an eating disorder. Um, I haven't been to this meeting in a really long time. It's nice to see a lot of you. Um, you know, I, I, I identify myself at meetings um, as recovering from an eating disorder um, because it does something for me every time that I, that I say it. And I say it a lot because I go to a lot of meetings. Um, one, the recovering part is pretty important for me. Um, when my brain wants to tell me that, you know, it's not good enough, my recovery isn't good enough, I'm not recovered enough, um, you know, it helps me to remember I'm recovering. Um, the perfectionism, the black and white, all or nothing way of being, um, as well as sort of the, the never good enough, the self-flagellation, the self-hatred, all of that is how I ended up here and ended up with this disease. So it's, it's not the way out. Um, it also helps me on the flip side, you know, when my mind wants to say, I'm good, like I got this, or, you know, I don't need to work my program so hard or this level of recovery is enough. You know, um, it helps me to say that, nope, I'm still recovering. Um, and, you know, again, saying I got this, saying my life is manageable, like, and I'll be managing it from here, thank you very much, is definitely like how I ended up here. It's part of my disease. It's not, it's not the way out. It's not the solution. Um, and also saying an eating disorder, um, you know, helps me just to always remember um, all the different forms that my particular disease um, takes, that this disease has taken in me. Um, you know, I would identify as orthorexic, which for people who may not know is uh, an unhealthy obsession with being healthy, basically, um, and doing it right and doing it perfectly. Um, I also certainly would identify as a restrictor and an anorexic. I also identify as a compulsive overeater and a binge eater. Um, also identify as a bulimic, um, which is something that I would never, I would never have thought I was bulimic. Um, I never threw my food up, but uh, program really has shown me how bulimic my, in nature, my disease was. And, and really, you know, the, the cycle that I was caught in for decades was to overeat or binge and then make up for it by restricting in some capacity. And I was just, I mean, really for decades, my life was completely ruled by this pattern, by this cycle, um, by the constant tallying. You know, I would eat um, too much or not the right things, or I would full out binge. And then I would um, get really busy trying to make up for it and fix it. And I, I really always had a constant tally in my head around, you know, what had I eaten and what did I have to eat less of? Um, and how was I going to fix it? And like the place I found myself in over and over and over and over was just like binging while reading, like Googling the newest like diet that was going to fix my food issues and me and all my problems. Um, 
and so it's important for me to own all those pieces of all those kind of faces and facets of this disease in me. You know, if I focus on one, it's like a game of whack-a-mole and it's important for me to, to recognize how interconnected they all are. You know, when I restrict, I binge, when I binge, I restrict. Um, and, and how much all those different faces of it are just the tip of the iceberg. Um, you know, my disease very much wants me to make it about the food. Um, also wants me to make it something like black and white that I can make sense of, fit into a box so I can understand it and I can fix it. Um, and as I'm, you know, as I have learned and continue to learn and program, the solution doesn't look like the problem. So this is another way that I do things differently. Um, and also, you know, in saying I'm, I'm recovering from an eating disorder, I find that helpful to say um, because, you know, it, a compulsive eater is, is um, not all that I am. And, you know, what I, big I truly am is, is bigger than, than this disease and, and wants me to be well and to have all the freedom. And it will lead the way if, if I, little I, the little I that wants to be in charge um, will, will let it. And to me, you know, that's, that's like a step two and three when I say that, um, because, you know, I do believe that a power greater than my disease, greater than my little self, can and will restore me to sanity and and that this this power certainly isn't me but it is within me and especially as i get more recovery that inner guidance does become stronger um and it's not the voice of self-will it's something else entirely um, i do call it god i also call it higher power i often call it good orderly direction um i think of it as higher self it's a testament to recovery that I don't actually need to understand what it is um, for it to work. Um, that's that's really different for me. Um, you know that 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 really compulsive need to figure it out um, is what landed me. You know in in the rooms, um, and I still have you know I still have those well worn paths. Um, in my in my brain of wanting to try and figure it out, but I do know now that you know again that's not the way that's not the way um, to freedom, um, and just to see you know that 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 was in some ways like my original addiction you know the need to figure out how to do it right and perfect so that people will love me and I won't feel like I don't deserve to be alive, which is how I felt for a lot of my life um, from some really early memories and. I don't, I don't want to spend too much time talking about what it was like um, and kind of the how and quote unquote why I developed this um, disease. Not that it's not important to do that. I think it has been important for me to really understand this eating disorder and all of its different sneaky little manifestations. Um, and I think for me going back to like what it was like and and what led to this development of this eating disorder in me was really important as in so far as compassion, self-compassion went um, to be able to say like, oh, honey, like, yeah, that was hard. And that was a perfect storm. And a lot of things came together and like, no wonder, you know, you developed this coping mechanism um, that that has gone a long way in my recovery. Um, and then it is also helpful, I think, you know, to 
to regularly look back and talk about what it was like, because I do need to remember. Um, so I don't go around thinking like, oh, that wasn't so bad, you know, cause it was bad. It was so, so bad. Um, and, but I can forget that sometimes, but it was really bad. Um, the more that I can try to control my food um, and control my feelings using food um, and then try and use it to control my food problem, you know, the more I was just completely out of control, you know, ironically. Um, and it's, it's a very progressive disease. Um, and just, it was so incredibly demoralizing. And I, there were many times that I wanted to die. And this disease like ruined my life and my health. Um, and the worst part, I think maybe arguably is that I looked okay from the outside. So I could be in denial for decades. Um, and also like there was never any intervention really um, because I, I looked okay from the outside and I put on a really good front. Um, and the, and the, it was the secret and like the shame of that, the shame of this secrecy and kind of dual life and dishonesty um, was some of the worst part of it. You know, it just separated me from my life. And I, you know, I couldn't have real intimacy. I couldn't be present a lot of times, literally, but even when I was there emotionally um, and I just, I hit a lot of very dark rock bottoms and I hit some of those in program. Um, I do not have the like struck abstinence story. I'm using air quotes for people who are listening. Um, and for longer than I wish, you know, on my poor little self um, in program, I thought something that something was wrong with me that like, I must not be doing it right or I'm fundamentally too flawed. So if anyone, I know there aren't any newcomers here, but um, if there, if there's anyone listening, you know, and you feel like you haven't gotten it, um, you're not alone in that and you're still in exactly the right place. Um, and it sounds like a cliche when people say keep coming back, but that's really all you do need to do. Um, and a lot has changed. A lot has changed at various points in my recovery, but that is really the one constant. Like I really kept coming back. Um, wiping crumbs off my face on the way into the meeting, as they say, I mean, literally multiple times. Um, and, you know, after a few years of kind of one foot in one foot out of program, like I came in one day and I didn't leave. I really took step one and admitted that I don't got this, <laughs> you know, I'm, I am powerless. And, and I, that's the one thing I will never I will never do again, you know, I'll never say like, I got this, I'm good. Um, and, um, you know, I think the other thing that I can see now, but I couldn't at the time. And so, you know, if anyone needs to hear this, like just always remember that, you know, people's stories when they're shared at meetings like this are, are by nature like condensed and told in hindsight. So even though sometimes I would sometimes hear it like snap, you know, they just recovered um, for a lot of people, including myself, like, you know, that time that can get so condensed in a share like this, like can feel long and slow and steps forward and backwards and sideways and at times really hopeless. And, and that has all been part of my recovery and continues to be. And I, I really wasn't able to see for some time that recovery was was indeed happening um, 
alongside all of that. And, um, you know, now I know that it has been, and I'm, you know, I'm grateful for the, the eyesight to be restored, <laughs> you know, um, to be able to see that in my life. And I'm a work in progress, you know, and, and man, do I also have some miracles in my life, um, because of this, you know, this program, um, I do have, you know, a life beyond my wildest dreams in some capacities. And if I don't stop, if I don't say that, I will really completely miss that fact because it's not perfect. And, um, and I'm not done yet. <laughs> and, and, you know, it's, it's, there's just a lot of ands, um, you know, I'm, I'm in a really connected, intimate, loving partnership. Like at age 38, I feel like it's the first real adult relationship of my life. Um, and the way I'm showing up to that is just so wildly different from, from even a year ago, certainly a year ago. Um, I have really deep friendships and, and people really know me. Um, I let people really know me and I'm honest with myself and with others. I'm, I'm, I am who I am. And I'm, I'm, um, I'm so much nicer to myself. Um, I don't think that I'm like fundamentally just like wrong. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm of service in a lot of different ways in my life and I'm, I'm present to it. Um, I can appreciate the joy and I, I also, I, I, I'm present to all the stuff that's hard too. You know, um, I, I feel feelings and in fact, I like, I want to and welcome them in now. I'm still working, you know, sometimes on knowing exactly what I'm feeling or like, but, um, and being with the discomfort of that, but um, it's just like leaps and bounds from, from where I used to be. Um, and just like learning to be a grown up, you know, and like learning to be emotionally mature um, and learning to be accountable and responsible. Um, and, you know, like live, live life on life's terms, you know, this year has been challenging. And um, my brother died earlier this year and the pandemic and, 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 um, you know, I just, I'm just experiencing it really, really differently than I, I used to. And I'm, um, it's, it is, it happens like so little along the way. Um, and my brain is very much trained, you know, to look at what I'm not doing right or well enough yet. Um, but you know, all of, all of this is true. You know, I, I, I'm much better at my work. I'm like overwhelmed with the abundance of things coming in there. My health is better. Um, and the fact that I have to remember to also talk about the food is like a promise in and of itself because it's not all about the food. Um, and in the beginning, it was just all about the food. And again, it's like that the solution doesn't look like the problem. You know, the problem was that my life was all about the food coming into it. And, um, you know, again, it's not perfect. Um, life is not perfect, but my whole day is not spent like eating and then like getting rid of it or fixing it or like planning it or avoiding it or just like 
having angst over it, um, feeling physically unwell, mentally unwell. And um, it doesn't, just doesn't, my day does not revolve entirely around food in some capacity. And like, that is a miracle. Um, and, you know, instead of counting days, I count, I, I count miracles. And like every day as an actual practice, you know, I look for the evidence of it working in my life. And um, when I do that, I, I have to see, you know, that, that it is happening. Um, and I allow myself to be a work in progress and to be like lovable, you know, just as I am. And um, that might be just the biggest miracle of all. So um, I want to wrap up there and I want to just leave my phone number um, if anyone's listening on these recordings. So um, my number is 914-980-5928. Um, and so I will, I'll wrap up there and I'm looking forward to hearing everyone share. <laughs>